everyone, welcome back to a new episode of Disney Digging. I'm your host, Big Thunder Mario. First of all, I want to thank you guys for tuning back into the podcast. This is, you know, it's been a long time coming. I'm uh, getting back in the groove of things, and uh, I'm excited to continue this podcast, you know, take it in new directions. Uh, but let's start talking, you know, this is episode five of the podcast. Let's start talking about Disney news. If you don't know already, there's two segments of the podcast and how this works. Usually we start off with a short Disney news segment, specifically centered around Disneyland and DCA, where I pretty much just go by and mention, you know, like news that's happening, any any big news broken, anything like that. I start talking about it here. That's how I like to start off the podcast. And then from there, we start talking about a selected topic, uh, various things, my top seven, seven favorite things, or a selected topic for the day. But today, let's get started with the Disneyland news segment. We have some good stuff, some interesting stuff, and some stuff that nobody's going to care about. Let's get started. So starting off with the Disneyland news segment. So I was just at Disneyland this past week, at least from the time that I was recording this. I went on a Friday night, and uh, it was pretty busy. It was the, uh, if you guys remember, my Southern California people, my LA, Orange County people. It was the day that it was like 100 degrees outside. You know, that day. Uh, yeah, I went expecting the crowds to kind of die down towards the night, thinking that everyone would be exhausted from the heat. And uh, it seems like everyone had the same plan as me, just kind of wait out the heat and go at night when it was like 80 degrees. So it was still pretty busy at night. Um, yeah, a lot of. S- Spring break crowds are still there, so that is pretty often. Uh, Genie Plus is still really popular and is also uh, being sold way too much. Like I think it's too often that we see a uh, line for Genie Plus just way out of control because people don't people overbuy Genie Plus and Disney sells too many of uh, the passes for the Lightning Lanes and all that. So uh, that's a mess. You know, but let's get into some of the news segments, some of the stuff that's been happening since uh, I last visited the parks. So, uh, big news this past week, uh, the Easter Bunny. You can now meet the the Easter Bunny at Disneyland. Uh, it's nothing new. He visits pretty much every year. Uh, there was a lot of speculation of whether or not he was going to return this year. Simply because, um, you know, the character meeting greets, it's kind of in this weird phase where it's slowly transitioning back to how it was pre-pandemic and the characters are slowly starting to get closer and closer to guests so uh, a lot of people expected that the easter bunny might not show up this year but he did and he's out you can meet the easter bunny uh probably until the end of the week i would assume you know in addition to that they have like the easter egg hunts that they have in downtown disney um dca and uh disneyland they're uh, really popular Every year, you know, the new eggs are uh, pretty interesting. Uh, I I like them. I've never been a big fan of collecting the eggs. I know a lot of people like to collect the eggs every year and kind of make it like this big thing. I think it's a fun event, and I think it's pretty cool that Disney does this. I think it's really interesting, and I wish they would implement stuff like this for a lot more holidays, like they did for Christmas and for Halloween. Uh, But, yeah, I I enjoy it. I haven't done it this year. I probably won't just because... uh, I don't know. I've never found the Easter egg hunt as interesting as like the other ones. You know, but continuing on with that. It was also announced that uh, 
at least revealed that Disneyland won't use Lightning Lane for uh, character meet and greets, which is pretty huge because uh, Walt Disney World they have selective. Uh, you can purchase a Lightning Lane to visit a Disney character. That's possible, you know, like, uh, and a lot of people speculated if Disneyland would do the same. Now they're not, which is good news, but it also makes sense. Uh, if you knew ever been to Disney World, you know, there's specific sections of the park are pretty much closed off and roped off, and they were made specifically for character meeting greets. Like on uh, Main Street USA, there's an entire building that's dedicated to meet the characters. And, you know, I'm not surprised that you can use a lightning lane for that. But I'm also not surprised that this Disneyland isn't charging for that. Uh, you know, so I'm not too disappointed by that. It's kind of what I expected. So recently it was announced that more elements of Disney's Encanto, the hit film, would be uh, implemented into the parks. That's when they uh, announced that... There is a We Don't Talk About Bruno projection show on It's a Small World. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I've seen some videos of it. Uh, it's nothing too long or nothing too crazy. Um, a crowd does seem to gather for it just because Encanto is such a big hit right now. Um, you know, I think it's cool. I think it's nice that they added something like that. Uh, and really different because usually Disney waits for a really long time to implement stuff from new hit movies and uh, hit TV shows. Usually they wait way too long uh but they announced it pretty early which is great and they're you know capitalizing on the success of this movie while it's still popular you know continuing on there's some other news um the main street electrical parade we know it's coming back in about a week and uh cast member previews are next week um i don't think i'm going to a cast member preview i think i'm gonna wait it out until uh next friday uh, which is perfectly fine you know i've seen the parade multiple times i know what it is and i only really am excited for the the ex the sorry not the exit the uh the final float i'll be honest so uh i'm perfectly fine with just waiting uh there's a lot of a lot of merchandise coming out for the i believe it's the 30th anniversary of the main street electrical parade so there's you know uh i know there's like some stuff with the wishables there's some you know, t-shirts, a lounge fly backpack. I believe there's some ears. There's a ton of merchandise. There's going to be a popcorn and drink. Uh, a popcorn holder and a drink zipper together is going to be the Elliot popcorn bucket. I don't know. It's a lot of stuff coming out. A lot of merchandise. And let me just say this. It is going to be complete madness when these popcorn buckets and zippers go on sale. And the clothing as well. Look, I've made my thoughts pretty clear on the Main Street Electrical Parade. I don't think it's very good. I think it's really outdated and should really just go away. However, um, it's popular. And I know the nostalgia with with this parade sells merchandise like crazy. So uh, I'm, I'm excited for that. You know, I'm excited to see. Uh, you know, we didn't get the figment bucket figment popcorn bucket here so i'm excited to see the madness that's gonna ensue when we get when those buckets drop at disneyland with the elliot uh popcorn bucket i'm excited to see just the madness that's gonna incur because i'm pretty sure there's gonna be a lot of it a lot of it and i'm excited to see the videos from that day when all that stuff goes down and people are angry and people are upset
And then also uh, some of the dining packages were announced for World of Color and for Main Street Electrical Parade. Um, you know, nothing too new. The prices are pretty much the same from pre-pandemic, which is a big surprise. Um, I might not do the Main Street Electrical Parade one, uh, but I want to do the World of Color one just because um, it's been a long time since I've seen World of Color. And I'm really excited for that show to come back. And uh, dessert party is uh, dessert parties are great. Disney has really good desserts, so why not do a dessert party where I can grab a limited desserts and just feel like feel terrible after? Uh, so I might do that to watch World of Color. I don't know if I'll do it for the opening night or if I'll wait until you know in the summer. But uh, I do want to do uh, the dessert party and uh, for World of Color, and I. Eventually want to do one of the dining packages for Fantasmic, but uh, they, those have been slightly announced, but not. I'll talk to the, I'll talk about those when they get a little bit closer just by, you know, just by saying that, you know, in addition to that, there's some other stuff going around the park, uh, you know, Space Mountain, Hyperspace Mountain. It's going to be turned into Hyperspace Mountain for the, uh, you know, May the May the Fourth and the Star Wars events coming to Disneyland. I expected to stay as Hyperspace Mountain pretty much until late May, if not until June. Uh, if you don't know, Star Wars Celebration is this pretty big Star Wars Comic Con, basically a Star Wars convention. It uh, happens pretty much every other year. Uh, sometimes, you know, the pandemic kind of derailed some things, but uh, usually uh, it's held. On a, like different locations this year it's being held at anaheim the anaheim convention center which if you don't know is right across the street from dca and uh there's a star wars night event on that friday may 27 it was the most expensive star wars night ticket because you know disney knew that they're gonna get a lot of people traveling all over the world for star wars celebration so might as well cash in on that and uh, there's some rumors that there's going to be some special stuff going on for that Star Wars night event only. And then in addition to that, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of fans in the park, a lot of Star Wars fans in the park. So why not bring back Hyperspace Mountain? I think it's a really good idea. And uh, frankly, I enjoy Hyperspace Mountain. I know some people hate it. Um, I enjoy it. I think it's a lot of fun as a temporary thing. You know, as a temporary thing, it's great. Um, in addition to that, I've also seen some uh, 2022 Valentine's Day plushes, like a Mickey and Minnie together, kind of holding a heart. These uh, these arrived at Disneyland not that long ago, and it's kind of funny just because uh, you know, these arrived in April and Valentine's Day was in February. That's a pretty big shipping delay. And I, I don't know. I think it's funny. And I also think that Disney is still charging full price for these things. And they're going to sit on the shelves for a really long time. Uh, but hey, you know, at least they're there. I expect them to probably be at Company D in a couple of weeks if they're not already there. Uh, you know, continuing on, there's construction going on. You know, uh, Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage still closed. Uh, no update on that, except that they're still painting the... Uh, you know the rocks and stuff uh toontown can't see anything in there so uh nothing really to report on that um yeah there's not much construction news going on uh you know besides the big thing with pirates of the caribbean the queue uh you know the trees got taken out so it looks a lot different now um 
There's a lot of walls in New Orleans Square at the moment, so be prepared to that if you do go. Yeah, just be prepared to see a, a ton of walls. Uh, they're ch taking off planners, changing some stuff, trying to make that area more spacious for the return of Fantasmic. So uh, just keep that in mind when you go to New Orleans Square and Disneyland in general and that Pirates is still closed. Targets in the Streethouse is still closed, but uh, at this point, I think it's going to be news when it's not closed. And really, nobody cares really that it's closed right now. So yeah, Targets in the Streethouse is still closed. And yeah, that's pretty much it going on at Disneyland. Uh, there's not too much big news going on. Uh, let's jump over to DCA where uh, pretty much the biggest news is that uh, Moon Knight appeared at Avengers Campus and then Mr. Knight appeared, which is like an alternate appearance of Moon Knight. Uh, they're really cool. It's really nice to see these costumes in person. I think they did a really good job. More so with the Moon Knight outfit over the Mr. Knight one. The Mr. Knight one looks kind of funky when you get up close to it. It looks like a cosplay, and you know, that's no discredit to the people who worked on it. But uh, yeah, the closer you get to it, the more the illusion kind of breaks, basically. But for the uh, Moon Knight outfit, since we don't really get close to that one, because he's always standing on top of the building, it looks great. And I wish they would bring him down so we can actually get a better look at it and better pictures of him. Uh, there's still some construction walls in Hollywood land, uh, you know against like the the sidewalks in front of the stores and the ward wieners but uh yeah that's you know that's pretty much it on these on the dca front world of color is coming back you guys know that already and yeah that's pretty much the biggest news really there's not too much going on um but yeah you know that's pretty much it it's pretty much gonna be it for the uh Disneyland news topic uh, so why not transition into the topic for this uh, this week's episode which is going to be my seven favorite Disneyland snacks this one is gonna be a good one stay tuned to find out my seven favorite Disneyland snacks my seven favorite Disneyland snacks this was so hard to choose I love a lot of snacks from Disneyland there's so much food that I really enjoy. So, you know, number seven is going to be my least favorite out of the top seven. And number one being the best. That being said, um, I'm going to do some runner-ups, some contenders who were close to the top seven but didn't crack the list. Uh, these are in no particular order. So, a couple of the contenders, the runner-ups is uh, the Pim's Particle Punch from Avengers Campus from Pim's Test Kitchen. Pimp's Tasting Lab, sorry. That's so hard to say. That's so hard to remember. Anyways, the Pimp's Particle Punch is uh, one of the newer drinks. It's really good. Um, it's like a Kool-Aid flavored Pop Rocks drink. I don't know. It's really good. It's really good. And it, it's a surprise because usually I am not a big fan of the drinks from Pimp's Tasting Lab. Another runner-up is going to be the uh, Ramon's Pair of Dice Soda the pear flavored soda it's really good um you know however it's just not good enough to make the top seven uh but it was close it was close up there and then uh you know moving on to disneyland there's some snacks there that made it real close to the top seven uh but they didn't just crack in uh, you know they were they fell a bit short things like um 
you know, the Grace stuff, or uh, I didn't include the Ronto rap on here just because I consider that more food uh, over, you know, an actual snack. And I didn't include anything from Ogre's Cantina as well. Uh, I'm not considering that snacks, even though they technically do qualify as a snack. But yeah, let's go into the seven, my seven favorite Disneyland snacks or Disney snacks in general. So number seven, it's a pretty basic one. It's a common one. And frankly, I don't think this version of Disneyland's of this item, which is the Mickey pretzel, is all that special. And I know that's kind of weird to say as I put it as my number seven. But, uh, you know, to me, it just tastes like a pretzel, like a really good pretzel. Don't get me wrong. It's a Mickey-shaped pretzel. The shape is, you know, great and all that. But uh, at the end of the day, it's just a really good pretzel. And that's why it's on my list. Uh, you know, they're really good. Freshly made, you know, or freshly warmed up, whatever. But they're good. And uh, there's no denying that a Mickey pretzel is just iconic and it's really good. It's just really good. So yeah, number seven is going to be the Mickey pretzel. I don't have to explain this one much. You know, I love a good pretzel. And the Mickey pretzels usually never disappoint. But, uh, you know, the shape of the pretzel really does nothing for me. It's more just the actual taste of the pretzel. So yeah, number seven, Mickey pretzel. Now number six. Number six is a bit controversial. And I know it's going to get some... Uh, negative responses number six my sixth favorite disneyland snack it's a combination of three different things kind of compiled into one which is kind of unfair but it's my list so i get to do what i want really and that's going to be the green the green and blue milk as well as the toy daria swirl if you have not i know there's a negative connotation just with anything galaxy edge galaxy's edge related because, you know, it's cool to hate on this land for some reason. However, I enjoy the blue milk. I think it's really good. I don't. Ex I never expected it to have the consistency of milk. Because um, that would be disgusting if it actually tasted like milk. However, the blue and green milk are really good. They are really good. I really enjoy them. They're really good on a hot day. And uh, I actually think a mixture of the blue and the green together are really good. Yeah, so I think the blue and the green milk are pretty good. The Toydaria Swirl, which is a Disneyland exclusive. It's the green milk mixed with the tahine, chamoy, and mango chunks. And it's mixed together. It is really good. I love like chile candies and spicy candies. And it tastes like a like a spicy Mexican candy and it's really good and I really enjoy it. The, the Tadoria Swirl is so good and it is so underrated. In fact, I think the blue and the green, all the milks from Galaxy's Edge are just underrated in general and I really enjoy them. So number six is going to be three things compiled into one. The green, the blue, and the Tadoria Swirl is going to be number six. Now number five. Number five is another drink, but this one I think it's uh, going to surprise some people because it's not as high as m maybe some people would. Number five is going to be the mint julep. You guys know the mint julep, right? It's iconic. It is 
famous. You know, there's no way to deny that that the mint julep is one of the most popular drinks at Disneyland. It's so good. It's so refreshing, especially on a hot day. And then you know, I genuinely like all the other iterations of the mint julep, like the strawberry one, the watermelon one, um, the passion fruit one. They're all really good. And um, yeah, the mint julep is so refreshing and it pairs so well with something else that's going to be on this list that I'm not going to spoil, even though most of you probably already know what I'm talking about, what I'm hinting at. But the mint julep is so good and like it's so... There's no better vibe than getting a mint julep, getting something else that's going to be on this list that I'm not going to name, and just sitting down in New Orleans Square when there aren't big walls covering everything. And just enjoying it, just soaking in the moment and taking in the music and the sights and the sounds and the smells of New Orleans Square. It's uh, it's hard to describe, but the mint julep is really good and it's going to come in at number five. And then we're going to jump across the Esplanade, go to DCA. Now, surprisingly, there's not, this is the only one, I guess this is the only one that's going to come from DCA specifically. And that is the adorable snowman ice cream parfait. You guys know which one I'm talking about. The big yellow and blue one with the little cherry on top. It's It was really popular when it when Pixar Pier first opened. It was the most Instagrammable thing probably of Pixar Pier. And look, one thing I love about Disney, or one of the, one of the many things is their attention to pretty much have treats for everyone, right? I'm lactose intolerant, so I can't usually have ice cream. If I have ice cream, I'll be honest, dairy-free ice cream sucks. It is not, it doesn't taste the same, right? Like, and it sucks because it's not as creamy. And that's the best thing about ice cream is that it's creamy, right? Ice cream kind of fits the whole point. Yeah, but the Pixar Pier, I found the actual name of it because I didn't know the official name. The Pixar Pier Frosty Parfait, which is the non-dairy non-dairy lemon soft serve with blue raspberry swirl. It is so good. It's a pretty decent serving for $7. I don't know. I haven't gotten it this year yet, so I don't know if they've shrunk it down since then. But uh, what they used to give it in was a pretty good serving. And... uh it's refreshing. It's good. It's going to leave your mouth and tongue a bunch of like a yellow and blue mixture. So just be prepared for that. But it's really good, really refreshing. And uh, the only real downside to it is that um, it's usually accompanied with a really big line. Because for some reason, this location turns off and on on their whether or not they're using a, a, virt a uh, mobile order system. But really, besides that... Uh, the Pixar Pier Frosty Parfait, it is amazing and it deserves to be number four on the list. Now, number three, this one is going to surprise a lot of people just like before. <sighs> okay, number three, the top three of my seven favorite Disneyland snacks. It's a bit of a generalization, but it works once you hear what i'm gonna mention and that is the popcorn from galaxy's edge the popcorn from galaxy's edge guys is so good i can't even begin to describe 
how good this popcorn is and how underrated this thing is. One, you know, it's part of. Okay, let me. I'm gonna butcher this name. I always do. It's such a hard name to remember, and that's probably part of the reason why it's so, I guess, underutilized and undervalued. It's Kat Sakaz Kettle, which is in Galaxy's Edge. It's right. It's in the little marketplace, you know, right next to Toronto Roasters. It's pretty unforgettable, and you can on a lot. I, I know a lot of people just walk past this place. Because it doesn't look like it sells anything. Like it always looks like looks like it's closed. There's no sign. I mean there's signage. But it's kind of hidden. And it kind of blends in with the environment. And maybe that's a downside. Of the, you know the consistency. And the, and the theming of Galaxy's Edge. But you, it looks like it's closed. It looks like it's nothing there. Unless you know what you're looking for. The popcorn from this place. Is so good. And the reason why I say it's more than one. And it's a bit of a generalization is because they have different flavors, I guess, different toppings. I, I don't know what you describe pop different flavors of popcorn as, but they have a pretty much a seasonal like offerings. They change throughout the year. And a lot of people don't know this because Disney does nothing to promote it. So uh, one of the, my more favorite ones that they just recently had, I think they still have it, is the strawberry banana popcorn. This thing is amazing. Amazing. This is probably one of my favorite Disneyland snacks in by itself. The strawberry banana popcorn from Galaxy's Edge. It's so good and it's so, so crazy. Now, more people don't appreciate and talk about this place. They have the chocolate popcorn, which in by itself is really good. And then they have like the outpost mix, which is like a... It's the chocolate popcorn mixed like with this red popcorn that kind of has like the cinnamon type taste. It's supposed to be like based off uh, the planet crate from The Last Jedi, you know, the white and red salt planet. And it's really good. They have such good popcorn here. And usually it's pretty fresh. I've never really had a, you know, an old batch, at least from what I can tell. And not only that, the great thing about this place is that the popcorn and the flavoring mix so well. Like with the chocolate popcorn, for a lot of places, you know, they overdo it on the chocolate and it tastes too sweet and it's hard to eat. Or they un they you know they under season it or under flavor it. I don't know I don't know how to describe that. They don't put enough chocolate on it and it just tastes like popcorn. But for some reason the flavoring at Katsuka's kettle again so hard to say is just the right amount that it makes every batch pretty much damn near perfect. And that's why at number three I'm gonna put in the popcorn from Galaxy's Edge as my third favorite Disneyland snack let's move on to number two I hinted at it before you knew it was gonna be on this list everyone puts this one on their list Mickey beignets right and honestly I can just put this on the list and I don't even have to explain myself they're amazing they're amazing they are so good and it's so incredible the amount of consistency that Disney has with the beignets they pretty much taste the same 
every time you get them. It's crazy. It's, it's really crazy. Now, don't give me... like This is very different from the Min Julep. Because for the Min Julep, I've enjoyed most of the... You know, the iterations or the different flavorings they add to it. That's not the case with the beignets. The beignets are so perfect the way they are. That sometimes adding something to them just makes it worse. I'm, I'm talking about the white chocolate beignets from Sweetheart's Night. And I'm talking about a couple other ones. I think the, I think there was like a pumpkin spice one or a pumpkin pie one this or last October. Whatever it was, whatever Halloween offering they had of the beignets this past year sucked. It just sucked. And the thing is, like, the beignets are so good the way they are that if you add something to it, it has to be really good in order for it to really stand out. So number two is going to be the Mickey beignets. And that leaves us with number one. Number one. This is a safe pick. This is honestly a safe pick, but I think it's the best pick. That's going to be the churro, right? Like, how can you... These two, Disneyland and the churro, are so synonymous together that it just makes sense. And I know, like, it's always those people who don't go to Disney a lot who are like, it's just a churro. Why are you overhyping it so much? I can get a churro at a dollar for at Costco, and they charge, like, $5 at Disneyland. And that's true. That That's true. But have... Those people ever had a churro at Costco? They are not good. <laughs> they are not good. They've been sitting outside for like four hours and they give you this really big churro that's like really stale. Yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same. You really have to... It's one of those situations where you kind of have to just be there. You have to be there to really try the, uh, the churros from Disneyland. They're amazing. And... I know what people say. Uh, it's like I said, it's just a churro, but it's not just a churro. It's something more. It's part of the experience, really, of going to Disneyland. And um, there's nothing really like that. Like, because if you go to Disney World, a lot of people don't know this, but the churros are kind of hidden at Disney World. In fact, they're really hard to find because they're not as good really that i know of i might be wrong about this maybe because the international parks but uh disney disneyland the original is probably i think the only one that's really known for its churros and that's amazing and like i mentioned beforehand the variations of the churros there's a ton of them a ton of them it's so much it's so hard to keep track of them they're hit or miss usually they're a miss because they try to add too much to the churro and then it just tastes disgusting but uh, usually, just with a plain churro, no matter if it's four seventy-five or five dollars, it's really good, and it just hits different at Disneyland. It it really does. So let me go over my list one more time, just to reiterate: number seven through number one. And again, number one being my favorite, number seven being my least favorite. Number seven, Mickey Pretzel. Number six, the green slash blue milk and the Sodaria Swirl from Galaxy's Edge. Number five, the mint julep. Number four, the adorable snowman ice cream, aka the Pixar Pier Frosty Parfait. That's so hard to say. Uh, number three, the popcorn from Galaxy's Edge. Number two, the Mickey beignets. And number one, a plain churro from Disneyland. Those are my seven favorite 
Disneyland foods. seven favorite Disneyland snacks I should say uh, seven favorite foods that's going to be a separate podcast episode and that one's going to be even harder to do uh, especially because a lot of the food does not taste the same as it did a couple of years ago but again that's a topic for another video or another episode I say video a lot because I'm used to doing YouTube that's kind of my main thing if you don't know I have a YouTube channel that kind of coincides with this podcast I talk about similar things as a Disney based YouTube channel. I mostly post vlogs on there to kind of, you know, promote myself, see what's going on at the park, construction updates. If you're interested in that, you know, looking at the channel, subscribing to it, the link for it, it's going to be in the description of this podcast episode. If not, you can just search it up on YouTube. It's Big Thunder Mario, the same name as the person who hosts this podcast. So check that channel out, subscribe to it. And if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast. It helps out a lot. Subscribe to it so you get updates anytime there's a new episode. And then in addition to that, leave a rating. If you think this podcast is worth five stars, leave five stars. It helps out a ton. And even better, if you could leave a written review, that would help out even more. It helps the podcast a ton. A ton more than I think a lot of people expect. So lastly, I want to just you know thank you all for listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening to me just ramble about complete nonsense because honestly that's really what this all is just me talking endlessly into a microphone staring at a wall so thank you if you enjoyed this <laughs> thank you and uh, you know check back next week for a new video and see there i go again a new episode of this podcast subscribe to where subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from leave a review if you enjoyed it Check out my YouTube channel, Big Thunder Mario. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Big Thunder Mario as well. Thank you for listening or watching, whatever you do. And as always, stay wild.